Hello, friends on the internet. You have come to the PlayStation Report. I am one of your dudes, Frank, a.k.a. the best Overwatch player in the world. And alongside me is Tyler. I was literally going to say that if you didn't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm just the best and yeah. the greatest. Greatest of all time. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Some would call you the best Overwatch player of all time. The the god of Overwatch. I am. Asterisk by some. Asterisk explanation. Me. I am the person who says I'm the greatest of all time. I don't think anyone else calls me that. But I've been making some pretty rad-ass plays. Yeah. I think we all have. I mean, I think I am driving the team forward. I, I mean... <laughs> fucking we had some pretty damn awesome matches the other night yeah we did that was incredible it's the first time playing overwatch with six people that you actually know like a full team yeah we had a full uh, team man that was good that was that was an absolute blast some some dog fights of of matches man those are probably some of my favorite Overwatch matches when it's just a fucking dogfight. Mm, yeah. Whether you come out on top or not, it's just like, damn, that that was that was just fun. Although I have surmised that our team performs better when I get to pick the hero I want. Okay. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying when the greatest Overwatch player in the world gets to pick the hero he wants, <laughs> his team usually yeah. does pretty damn well. Yeah. I mean, we all have different uh, heroes. I'd say we're really good at, which is a good thing, you know. I, like, I, I'd like to. I'd like to go out there and say I'm pretty good at all of them because oh. I'm the greatest in the world. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Overwatch oh, is great. God. I feel more addicted to Overwatch now than I ever have since those games came out. Dude, it's it has legs, man. It has legs for days. I'm trying to get yeah. a few of my other friends to get it so that we can more yeah. consistently have six players. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fantastic fucking game. I did my placement matches. Yeah. Went six and four. It's pretty good. Almost, almost like, I, I would say I was pretty damn close going like eight and two. There was only two matches where it was pretty damn lopsided, but there were some dog fights of, of matches there or some real good shutdown matches as well. Uh, that was fun. Almost placed platinum. I was on the cusp, and mm. then we lost a couple matches, and now I'm down a little bit into gold. But I really liked it. I liked the format of uh of it better. Yeah, competitive play. It's 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 a lot more fun, a lot more intense. People care a little bit more. You know, I like it. So if you haven't guessed, ladies and gentlemen, we have been playing Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, what's new? Of course, I feel like we is, talk about this game every week. We but, we do, hey. and it's fine because we yeah. always have something different to say. I did have one play yeah. in particular that was pretty fucking awesome. Was that uh, oh, Diva yeah. Nuke? Oh my god, that was legitimately. I'll give you that. That was one of the best Overwatch plays I've ever seen. Like Frank just what what map was that? I forget the map. Oh, what it's called. Um, shit. The uh, I forget. It was a control it, it, map. I know it was a control map, and yeah, like. I launched my nuke like just beyond a wall to catch the catch like the entire team that was trying to advance, and yeah. that was just fucking awesome. Mm. An air nuke. Yeah, I, I I did that air burst nuke where you launch the launch the mech up into the air, and I launched it just beyond the wall, so like everyone that was about to like advance fucking yeah. obliterated. And that that sealed the deal. That was great. There was one match, and it was played unfortunately when you got off for a little while. Um where it was just a complete dogfight. It was it was on um, was it Li Jong Tower? I think uh, it was a, it was a control match, and uh, both teams were just at it. And both of these rounds, both teams got the ninety nine percent, but we ended up on the winning side both times, pretty much. Uh, I mean, the first time we were we were down a little bit we were maybe at like 50 percent, and they were closing in on like 99 and we run in there and i i took somebody out but then i was totally gonna die and then all of a sudden someone on our team blows the diva up at in the point 
kills everybody, sends the Tornbjorn off the map that was going to kill me, and then we get in there, and then we hold him, and then we win. And then the next point, uh, we were winning most of the time, got it to 99%, and it went to overtime. They ended up getting it. Then we were trying so hard. This was the longest overtime I've ever had in Overwatch. It was insane. And and the Reinhardt on the other team was the best Reinhardt I've ever played against. Like he was totally the one leading that team. Everybody knew what to do. They were all rallying behind him for the most part. So it was hard to really take a lot of them out. They were just hanging on the edge, but we ended up just pushing them out for just the brief like two or three seconds that you need. Because the longer the overtime goes, the quicker the overtime meter will go down when the other team isn't in it to to keep it going. And oh man, that was great. I love mm. those matches. One of my favorite things in Overwatch is environmental kills. Knocking people yeah. off maps. Yeah. I fucking love it with Farah. I just mm-hmm. fucking use her ability to knock people off maps. And yeah. I especially love it with uh Roadhog hooking yeah. people over <laughs> over like the edge of something. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I, I love being dumb with Reinhardt, too, and just charging at somebody and just taking him off the edge with you, because why not? I got to play like, of the game when off. someone you did that go. to me. You yeah. remember that? Yeah, someone yeah, did that I to me, and that. somehow that was play of the game for me. Like, yeah. whatever. But, yeah, that. it's... God damn. I love Overwatch. Pretty good. Yeah, me too. Pretty good. Um, Some would call it Game of the Year 2016. Yeah, a lot of outlets did give it Game of the Year. Yeah. Um, I showed my dad Doom. He came to visit for my birthday earlier this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he, I got him to play like the first level and he was like, all right, yeah, I want to get this when I get home. It's <laughs> awesome. Cause he used to play like the old Doom games and he really mm-hmm. loved them. That's so, great. Yeah. Get him, get him Doom, then play multiplayer with him. Oh yeah. So why not? Should get your dad to get Overwatch. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it. I don't think he'd he'd get into Overwatch. Yeah, he's very much that old school campaign shooter guy. Mm-hmm. Well, Doom's perfect for that. Yeah, might have to give him some Wolfenstein too. Yeah, that's another mm-hmm. good one. So, uh, other than Overwatch, have you been playing anything else? The only thing I'll say that I've been playing, and I won't go on too long about it, because it is an older game by a couple years. I uh, went on a serious Vita kick the other day when the NFL playoffs were going, and I played Vita like all day, and I played Killzone Mercenary. I saw that on the PSN. I was like, wow, he's playing an old-ass game. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy the Killzone franchise. It's nothing really special. I always, I just think there's a little bit of wasted potential with the Killzone franchise because the lore in the world they set up is so fucking interesting to me with like the hell gas and it's, they're very Nazi like and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but the storytelling usually falls apart. The games are beautiful. The shooting feels good, but the, the mission design is a little lackluster sometimes. And I'll say that that's probably that sums up kills on mercenary. It, it, it plays fine. It's not, the best playing first person shooter at all. Uh, it looks beautiful on a Vita and the story is kind of whatever. I don't know. Some of the mission design is just, we're just going to keep sending dudes at you. It's, I mean, it's an easy game. Basically you kill dudes and you get money for every time you kill. If you pick ammo up, you get money. If you get a headshot, you get extra money. If you assassinate someone, you get extra money. That type of stuff. And, I mean, it plays fine, but it is weird playing a first-person shooter on the Vita. But at the same time, it's cool playing a first-person shooter on the Vita. And it's also interesting to get a look into what Sony originally thought the Vita was going to be with these more console-like AAA games. Because uh, this was probably the first one like that that I played on the Vita. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I basically I played that game in two sittings. It took me probably four or five hours, and I was done. And then I mm-hmm. deleted off my Vita, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. 
I, I just don't see myself playing again. I played a little bit of multiplayer in it too. It was very standard, but it was pretty cool playing like competitive shooting multiplayer on a Vita just sitting on my couch. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this is kind of cool, but I, I think if you're into kill zone and shooters, you have a Vita, and you're just looking for something to play to kill a couple hours with. It's not bad. You'll get a lot of trophies out of it pretty easily. Uh, I mean, I'm nowhere near like platinuming, but I got like 17 or 18 trophies like pretty damn easily. So that's pretty cool. Mm. That's all I really played. I uh, played a little bit of Shovel Knight as well. I deleted Shovel Knight off of my Vita. And I'll say this, not because it's a bad game, but because I'm so fucking bad at Shovel Knight. I'm just like, I, I just personally, because I, I'm, I, I'm on the second to last level, and I'm just, I'm at the level where you have to defeat all the bosses in a row again. I'm just so bad at it, and I was just getting so frustrated. More, more myself. It's a great game. It's a great game. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, but yeah. People will say Shovel Knight's easy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I'm probably just bad at it. You're just bad at 2D games. I'm terrible at 2D side-scrolling games. I will absolutely admit that. You know, it was funny, too, because I played that, and then I ended up playing some 3D Mario. And I was, like, not dying at 3D Mario. I was just fucking taking everything out. I was finding everything. I'm like, this is, like, more up my alley. I just feel so much more comfortable i can judge things better in a 3d environment because that's i mean that's kind of what i grew up on in terms of platformers and stuff is more of the 3d stuff i'm just so bad at 2d mm. side scrolling games but you know they're fun don't get me wrong so bad at shovel knight I'm just... i don't want anybody to ever ever watch me play shovel knight because they'll just fucking you know cringe. that means we have to stream it like now if i ever okay. get set up I'm going to have to pull you in during one of my 24-hour streams and have you play Shovel Knight. Yeah, maybe. Well, they said they are adding that two-player co-op mode in the Shovel Knight. Ooh. So maybe we'll have to do that sometime. You can see how bad I am. Uh, (laughs) They're also rebranding Shovel Knight. So you can buy three different versions of Shovel Knight. And the base game is going to be called Treasure of Hope, I think, and then Plague of Shadows and whatever the new one is that's coming out. Hmm. Uh, which is interesting. So, play Shovel Knight. It is a great game. Just don't, don't be me. Yeah, don't be bad. Get good. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'll go into a level and I'll have five, six, seven thousand gold or money or whatever, and I will end the level with nothing. <laughs> That's how many times I die. And so, like, I can't buy any how? of the good shit. How are you that I keep bad? Dying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I need to see this. I need to see it for myself. I cannot believe this. I don't know. I know. I'm just bad at 2D games. Let me guess. Let me guess. You use the analog stick. I do. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not how you play those games. Which is probably some of my demise, because sometimes I will want to, you know... Use the shovel, the shovel pogo down, stick. Go down, Use the pogo but stick. But I'll end up shooting shit. Because I'll just have it going in the wrong way. Yeah, no. I'm bad. You disappoint me. Yeah, no. I'm probably disappointing a lot of people in their face palming right now. But hey, I'm committed to getting better. 2017 is the year. You're, but you're not. Better. You deleted it <laughs> off your Vita. <laughs> I know. You literally. I, I deleted it out of frustration of myself. I will. I'll get back to it. You need to play that and Rogue Legacy. See, Rogue Legacy was another one I started playing, and I was so fucking bad at it that I stopped. I'm like, I'm okay. You're going to have to play Bloodstained Ritual of the Night when it comes out. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to play Matterfall, which is a 2D game. Yeah. You Uh, need to adapt. Adapt or die. (laughs) I know. I'll also say, like, I started, I restarted... It's not PS, PlayStation and all, but I started playing New Super Mario Brothers U, which people said isn't a hard game. 
And I'm better at that game. I'm better at Mario than any other 2D side scrolling, like platforming games, but I'm still I'm still bad at that one too. Just bad. It's it's a judgment thing for me when it comes to 2D games. I'm just bad at like There's literally judging less shit. factors for you to judge. I know, but I just don't know, man. It's just my my brain and my face in my hands. They just don't all work together. So I just get frustrated and I turn the game off and then I just kind of play with my penis because it makes me a little bit happier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least I wasn't the one to start talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What are you even playing? Oh, well, I have a couple of stories. Um, one with Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. So I've been grinding towards getting the Platinum Trophy in that. Um, and I decided that I'd do a little bit of fishing, because one of the trophies is a maxing out my fishing skill. Mm-hmm. So I go to this one fishing, sh- fishing place that it recommends me to go to level it up real quick. And I hook a big one. And when I say I hook a big one, I hook one that takes me a little over an hour to catch. Holy shit. Literally How'd over an hour. not break? So I got the best line, I got the best rod, best best uh, reel, everything. But it still took me over an hour to get in because oh God. I tried to like be aggressive and reel it in until I got to like about like 700 durability. I started with 2,000. Yeah. I got down to 700 and I was like, holy shit, I must be doing this wrong because it wasn't even halfway reeled in and no. I was playing aggressive. So I looked online and was like, you don't need to reel in at all. It it naturally comes in slowly, but it naturally comes in. So I was being very careful, and I caught it with like 150 durability left. But it took me over an hour to catch this goddamn fish. And you know what I get when I go to camp? I get one fishing level for that hour. One fishing. Maybe a little bit more, maybe like one and a half, but... Yeah. That was not worth it. <laughs> no. And, and, you know, I won a Platinum Final Fantasy XV because it's not hard, but I don't want to do that. That That is the one trophy that I look at and I go, I do not fucking want to do this. It's like the base building thing in Fallout 4. Like, Fallout 4 is not a hard Platinum, but that base building trophy is so fucking ridiculous that you just go, ah, I don't even want to do this yeah, anymore. That's literally the you only know? trophy I've left in Fallout 4. Yeah, that that's that's a trophy that I hate. And the other trophy that I hate that's the last one I need for platinum is making every enemy dance in Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah, because like if you fucking miss one and. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to get. There's no tracker to see which enemies you've made dance in that game. Right. But yeah, I hate that when when you have like a really nice trophy list, not too hard, but it's, you know, got a decent challenge to it. And, but there's that one fucking trophy that is just absurd. And it's just not worth it. Mm. Shit sucks. I also so, played... Oh. I was just going to ask, what what fishing level are you up to? I'm up to about five and a half. Okay. I'm still at one. Mm. I just don't want to do it. I don't yeah. blame you. It is yeah. not fun. <laughs> that minigame is not the greatest. No, it's not. Um, I also played more Stardew Valley. I'm up over 70 Surprise. hours in that game. Wow. That's more than I've played Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This game this game is ridiculous. Progress report. I got a void chicken which drops oh. which uh lays void eggs which makes more um more uh valuable mayonnaise. But I can give I'm working towards the platinum on that one. So that that's a gift. Void mayonnaise is a gift that one of the characters really likes a lot. So I've been making that to make him happy. Um, yeah, I'm working on the platinum for that. Right now I'm trying to make everyone friendly with me. Because monetarily, I'm going to eventually get there anyway. I unlocked the greenhouse. Yeah. I'm, I'm making the most expensive... There's this ancient fruit, which is like the most expensive fruit in the game making that into wine, aging that wine, and that is, like, there is a strat where if you have a greenhouse full of that shit, you can make, like, millions a year. Ooh. So, that's that's what I'm working towards there. But, uh, 
other than that, I'm just trying to make everyone friendly with me in that game. Um, I am going back into Mass Effect. I'm in Mass Effect 2. I just recruited the uh, Asari Justicar. Awesome. Um, working through that. Right now I'm on a mission to go get the Shadow Broker. Mm-hmm. That's a great mission. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite missions in Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. your party? Who's in my... My main yeah. party members are uh, Miranda and Garrus. Yeah. You, you gotta have Garrus. Everybody has Garrus. I had Garrus, like, you know, the whole time I played. Mm-hmm. So, it's awesome. Normally, for me, like, I think in Mass Effect 3, it's gonna be primarily, like, Garrus and Tally. Those are my two favorite characters in Ma- Mass Effect, Garrus and mm-hmm. Tally, so... Yeah, those two are good. Right I just like there. the mystery of the Quarians. Like, what's under that mask? Like, I know they—they they seem so similar to humans. Yeah. Like, it seems like their story is like what humans would do if they like accidentally fucked up their homeworld and had to like go on a migrant fleet. Yeah. The 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 Quarians are one of the better races in Mass Effect for sure. I hope that they're in Andromeda. I don't know if they've been confirmed or you know, not. But they're, they're I want awesome. them to do more with the Drell. Because the Drell's cool, yeah. The, the Drell are interesting, but like it's they hardly ever utilize them. Yeah. I agree. I, I really like the one Drell character that you get in Mass Effect too. I fuck. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah. But he's I, very interesting. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm going back into that. I'm going to probably beat that game within the next week and then move on to Mass Effect 3. I'm trying to get them all done before Andromeda, which it seems like I have plenty of time since that is yeah. releasing in March. Yeah, I, I mean, Mass Effect 3 will probably take you 25 to 30 hours. That's about where I clocked in on it. So, mm-hmm. yep. As long as you put Stardew Valley away for a little bit. And <laughs> that, probably that is the challenge. That yeah. <laughs> that is really the challenge is not playing Stardew Valley or Overwatch because I know that that's my challenge too. I'm like don't get Stardew Valley. Although yeah. I want to test out Stardew Valley on Vita Remote Play. Oh, like no. during the playoff during the playoff <laughs> games this weekend, that's what I'm going to try out. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> if that's successful, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's gonna be the thing because i'm going to be playing here stardew valley and then I'm like all right it's time for bed and then i'm gonna go over to my bed pull out my yep. vita and be like oh i can do that <laughs> yeah yeah oh <sighs> yeah it's a it's an amazing problem to have yeah but damn. for so. someone who wants to play a variety of games it's awful yeah but that that is that is certainly an issue all right. Well, that's enough about what we've been playing. Um, let's move on to the news. And the first news dropped the day our last episode released. Fortunately yeah. or unfortunately, whatever. Um, we did get a lot of numbers. Numbers yeah. about the PlayStation Store downloads. And more specifically, here to start the top downloads of 2016. Now, the way I want to do this, we have the top downloads for 2016 and the top downloads for December. I want to say for 2016 we go through the whole list, and for December we just do like top tens or something for yeah, PS4. Yeah, yep. So if you would like to get us started on the PlayStation 4 games for 2016, yeah, yeah PS4. I'm gonna I'm gonna count down from 20 to one. Okay, that works. Let's do this. So at number 20, Final Fantasy 15. This is for all of 2016 most downloaded games. So Final Fantasy 15, number 20. Number 19, The Last was Remastered. 18, Uncharted 4, Thieves End. 17, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim Special Edition. 16, Madden NFL 17. That's weird. 15, Battlefield Hardline. 14, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. 13, Star Wars Battlefront. 12, Need for Speed. 11, NBA 2K17. 10, EA Sports FIFA 17. 9, No Man's Sky. 8, Battlefield 4. 7, Overwatch. 6, Grand Theft Auto 5. 5, Tom Clancy's The Division. Four, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Three, Minecraft PlayStation 4 Edition. Two, Battlefield 1. And number one for the whole year of 2016 is Rocket League. Hell yeah. Very exciting there. That is just awesome. You know, this is probably a good place to put this. Um, I'm just going to segue here for a moment. Rocket League. A lot of games have been played in Rocket League. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you've played half of them. I've pro- I've probably played half of them because I'm <laughs> like the most dedicated Rocket League player in the world. Not the best. I'm the most oh. dedicated Rocket player. Rocket League player. I am the, the biggest I am the biggest Rocket League fan. I will okay. say that. I'm the biggest okay. Rocket League fan. <laughs> but as for being the best Rocket League player that's that's just beyond me. Um but yeah, uh, Rocket League has passed 1 billion matches played. How about that number? Right on, And man. most of them are in competitive play. That's cool. How many goals have been scored? Oh, I geez. wish they said that. That'd be awesome. That, that would be an interesting it. number, but yeah. it isn't here. And I'm not going to guess because <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a ridiculous number probably. Yeah, I did have a pretty couple of pretty good uh, Rocket League plays. I did. I'm not sure if you saw the videos I put up on social media. Did they were fantastic. All right, let's move on to. uh, I guess I can read the PlayStation Three game since this is the 2016 list. We'll probably skip it for December, but I'll do the same thing, counting down from 20. At 20 on the PlayStation Three is Pro Evolution Soccer 2017. At 19, MLB The Show 16. At 18, Battlefield Hardline. At 17, Gran Turismo 6. At 16, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. At 15, EA FIFA Sports... EA Sports FIFA 16. (laughs) At 14, Red Dead Redemption. At 13, Goat Simulator. At 12, Dark Souls 2. At 11, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. At 10, Watch Dogs. Yes, just Watch Dogs. Mm -hmm. At number 9, EA Sports FIFA 17. At number... Eight, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Number seven, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. At number six, Battlefield 4. And number five, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Four, Little Big Planet 3. At three is Grand Theft Auto 5. At number two is The Last of Us. And at number one, topping the PS3 list, is Minecraft PlayStation 3 Edition. It is safe to say that the PS3 is not a thriving place for new games. Nope. Not anymore. It is probably time to retire that system. Yeah. I mean, it's almost time for me as well. I made a list of the games I want to play on my PS3 and then hopefully going to put it away this year. So hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, Anyway, PlayStation Vita, they did the top 10 games of 2016. So at number 10 was Severed. Number nine, Ratchet and Clank Collection. Eight, Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. Seven, Jack and Daxter Collection. Six, Persona 4 Golden. Five, Borderlands 2. Four, XCOM Enemy Unknown Plus. Three, God Eater Resurrection 2 Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition. And number one, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Great game. Um, Some later releases in the year that I thought might make this list were World of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest Builders, but they might sell well this year. Because yeah. they were later releases. Yeah. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth released quarter one. I forget the exact date, but it was a quarter one game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go over to PlayStation Classics. I mean, VR, there weren't enough VR games to really get a handle of, like, the ranking there doesn't tell you much because there weren't that many. Yeah, but... Uh, Job Simulator was number one. Yes. Um, For the PlayStation Classics, we have at number 10, Manhunt. At number 9, Rogue Galaxy. At 8, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Number 7, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. At 6, The Warriors. At 5, Twisted Metal Black. At 4, Dark Cloud 2. 3 is Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy. At number 2 is Bully. And at number 1 is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Half Rockstar. City, half this list is fucking Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, Rockstar is kicking ass when bringing their games to the classic side. Yeah, some interesting stuff there. I will say on the PS4 list, interesting that Uncharted 4 was at number 18. But yes. That would be a little higher there. And interesting that No Man's Sky was number 9 because that game sold really well out of the gate but then kind of really fell off. So it's interesting that it probably just sold that well at the start. Hype train! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, for December, 
for the top PlayStation 4 games. Uh, just do uh, top 10 here. So number 10 is Rocket League. Number 9, Star Wars Battlefront. 8, Watch Dogs 2. 7, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. 6, Battlefield 1. 5, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare 4. Grand Theft Auto 5. 3, Need for Speed. 2, Final Fantasy 15. And number 1 is Ark Survival Evolved Survivor Pack. All right. right on. I will say, though, Titanfall 2 ended up number 11 on the list. All right, respectable. So, yeah, it's good for that game there. Let's move on to the PlayStation Vita games. The top 10 is as follows. At number 10, Severed. At number 9, Ray Gigant. <laughs> what the hell? At number 8, Sid Meier's Revolution 2 Plus. At number 7, Axiom Verge. At number 6, Darkest Dungeon. At number 5, XCOM Enemy Unknown Plus. At number 4, Jack and Daxter Collection. At number 3, Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition. At number 2, Miramasa Rebirth Complete Collection. And at number 1, Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom. Oh my goodness. And then uh, for PlayStation VR, Job Simulator took the month again. Um, and then just PlayStation Classics, Twisted Metal Black was the best-selling PlayStation Classic. Destroy All Humans sneaking in on there, number 10. But Rockstar still dominating the list, so pretty much the same stuff. I will say on PlayStation VR, I Expect You to Die is up there at number two. I will be yeah. streaming that game this weekend. So if you're listening to this on Friday, come to my Twitch channel on Saturday at a specified time that you can find on my Twitter, at the Arctic Sloth. <laughs> if that's too complicated for you, just follow me on Twitter, at the Arctic Sloth. You'll get all the news there. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. Yes. Good uh good good year for video games. A very great year for video games. And some have had the audacity to say the greatest year in video games, which I am reluctant I, to give I don't it think so. that. But personally, if we're going to go there, it's 2007. But that's just me. Okay. That is a fucking awesome year. I don't I can't specify a single year because Release dates just don't stick in my head. Yeah, I mean, 2007 had Call of Duty 4, Bioshock, Mass Effect, Uncharted. Um, I'm blanking on something. Super Mario Galaxy came out for the Wii. Um, there was a lot. Something I'm blanking on. But when someone goes over the list, I go, God damn. Mm. Yeah. 2016 was also the year I got into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Which leads me to my next story here. Wizards of the Coast, the official source of Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. They own those IPs. They are investing more in video games. Of course, they do have video games out now, but they have invested more into their internal studio and publishing arm which means we'll see more Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering in the future. Which I think is a good thing, because those are classic games. Games that have lasted decades. Mm -hmm. And to see digital versions of those is a good thing. Yeah, it's a smart thing. Definitely. Maybe eventually Definitely. we'll get the uh, Dungeons & Dragons game we can play online, so I can run a game for you guys. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Sword Coast Legends is kind of like that, but it doesn't have all the tools I'd like. So that's why I didn't really push for you guys to get it that much. I, I mentioned it like that was a thing we could do, but I didn't, after seeing everything that was in there, it isn't what we need. Yeah. I would like yeah. to run a Dungeons & Dragons game online, though. That would really be good. It'd be smart for them to get on into the online thing. I just think... Dungeons and Dragons to me will probably, I mean, I only really play it the one time, but it just seems like such a special game when you're in the room with everybody. It is. You know, and I feel if you did it online, it might still be fun, but it might lose that magic a little bit. So. It would, it would have to provide the tools necessary to like really craft an environment that really, yeah. that goes into what you would have been describing. Yeah. Like the, the, 
creativity aspect of Dungeons and Dragons is probably one of the best things about it. And that, then that's what really drew me to it. Might be too. difficult. Like mm. I, when when I was making the campaign we were going through, I had this like huge vision for like the story of that world and how, like, what these heroes' roles are in it, and yeah. it's like, it's that kind of stuff that. I, I love the creative side of it. That's why I like being DM. That's that's why I chose to be like, hey, I'm going to make this thing for you guys to play in because mm-hmm. I like doing that. Yeah. And then you guys yeah. have ownership over your characters and how they act, and that's that's a cool thing. Yeah. It's cool. It's 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 fun to play something like that. Yeah. You know? And the impact that oh, uh, the impact of the like Dungeons and Dragons, especially on RPGs, the history of that is significant. Like the way that like oh yeah, player agency and like being a player character in a world is like yeah. something that is fundamental to most good RPGs. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Have you played Dirt? I played Dirt Rally. Played yeah. it some. Oh, you've played Dirt Rally. Well, would you be interested in playing Dirt Rally in VR? I probably would. That would be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, Dirt Rally is getting PlayStation VR support very soon. Um, It'll be a $12.99 add-on to the game. Um, So, yeah. Uh, It also contains a co-driver feature that allows a second player to use a PS4 controller in the game's social screen to send calls to the driver. So that's one thing about Dirt Rally that makes it challenging and fun uh, is that, like, most racing games will provide you with a racing line that's recommended. You don't have to follow it or anything, but it'll tell you when to brake or slow down or whatever around the corners. Dirt Rally does not, and you have to learn what your co-driver is saying and really take that into account or else you'll be tumbling off the fucking mountain. And that would be extremely scary in PlayStation VR. Taking a corner a little too fast and you go flying off a mountain. Oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do that. But, hey man, that's I, awesome. I'll, I'll be your co-driver. Yeah. <laughs> you'll tell right, me left, I don't know. <laughs> when I'm supposed to go right. And then I'll just be like, no. You can go really fast through this 90 degree turn, I swear. Yeah. Dural is a good game. I, I, I recommend people mm. play it. I've not sunk enough time at Dirt Rally that I would like. Mm. But yeah. All right. Um, um, coming up soon to a PlayStation near you is the 4.5 update. Of course, yeah. as with all these updates, you can sign up to get the beta, get it in, get in early. But they haven't really specified what's going to be in it. I just like to put a PSA out there that you can go sign up for this beta test of the update. Yeah. They have said it is a major update. We'll see what that means. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what that is. Which means it'll probably roll out within the next month. Yeah. I'd say the the latest update's probably one of my favorites that they've done. I love that quick menu and stuff, you know. That, that I love folders, is, man. Folders are just Folders Ooh. are bay. I can I can put all my VR games in one folder. Yeah. Put all That's my something I haven't done yet. Put all the folder. games that I shouldn't play but I really want to play in one folder, like Overwatch yeah. and Stardew. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I'm sure we'll hear pretty damn soon on what's gonna happen there. Hopefully a faster PlayStation store is in in the cards. Absolutely. Um maybe some name changing, but I doubt that. Please, for the. I, I don't think that would be on a four. I think that would be on the 5.0 up. That would be one of their major, like, this is the 5.0 update. You can yeah. change your names. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. On to uh, more depressing news Sony is going to close Gorilla Cambridge, the studio. Uh, Gorilla Cambridge made uh, rigs for PlayStation VR. Last year, they also made uh, Killzone Mercenary, um, the Medieval titles. They've made a lot of stuff, uh, and they are unfortunately closing. And they've been around for a long time as well, which sucks. Uh, and so it's just another 
another studio that Sony unfortunately has to let go. And I'm not exactly sure really why they let go. I would imagine that, you know, rigs probably cost a lot, but didn't do too hot. Um, who knows? Uh, but they did come out and say like Gorilla Amsterdam, who's making Horizon Zero Dawn and made Killzone stuff is going nowhere. Okay. I, you know, this isn't a good sign. When you have one of your major studios who made a VR game and you shut them down, yeah, that ain't a good sign for your platform. No, it's not. No. And Sony, I think, needs studios to invest in PlayStation VR, especially first-party studios. You know, I doubt they're going to walk into Naughty Dog or Sucker Punch and be like, hey, make a PlayStation VR game, because they'll want them to put all their resources into making a PlayStation 4 game so they sell more PS4s and stuff. But, you know, they need studios like Gorilla Cambridge to just take some risk and create new stuff for PlayStation VR and just PlayStation in general as well, you know? Idea. Sony is paying... From software, not to make Bloodborne 2, but to make an Armored Core game in VR. That'd be cool. I would love yeah. it. I would want it. I would I would hug it very hard. I think Sony just needs to come out and fucking buy Housemark, though. Yeah, that's... that's I a, mean... It's the elephant in the room, really. It, it kind of is, because Housemark pretty much exclusively works with Sony, and... They make incredible games, and they could just buy House Housemark, and just let Housemark kind of do its thing. But they'll always have them locked up to put the games on their platforms. That yeah, you'd be able you'd be able the to treat no brainer. Yeah, you'd be able to treat them very similarly the way that uh, Sony treats Naughty Dog. You just you have them like on a very loose leash. They they basically do what they want unless they really are looking to fuck fuck shit up. But yeah, other than yeah. that, just. Yeah, let them loose on the world. Yeah, it, it, it just, it always sucks when you see studios close, especially big studios like Gorilla Cambridge. Um, so, yeah, Gorilla's getting cut in half. You know, it was, what, last year, Sony had to let go of Evolution Studios. That sucked. Um, and, of course, yeah. as always, well wishes to all the people involved in this. Hopefully the people of Gorilla Cambridge can find work in the industry. I'm sure they yeah. can because, obviously, they made Rigs, which is one of the more popular VR games. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Let's move on. You added something right before the show here, a story you wanted to share with us. I did. Uh... So Game Informer had a sort of scoop on Half-Life 3, which, I mean, Half-Life 3 is, like, the biggest mystery in all of video games. Of, like, just Valve in general. Of, like, what the fuck are you doing type of thing. Um, they got a, you know, an interview with someone from Valve that wanted to stay anonymous, but... Uh, the person that wrote this, Andrew Reiner, said that he reached out to probably up to 30 or 40 Valve employees, and they all said no. They all said, one of them actually said, uh, you're hunting for unicorns. That's all he said back to him. And a lot of them just said no and that they don't want to talk or anything like that, which is just interesting. But one person did talk. They only... They stayed anonymous, so we don't even know who they are. And uh, he wasn't able to get like a second source to verify any of this stuff. So he said, take it with a grain of salt. But it all sounded pretty damn legit to me. Um, it's an absolutely fascinating article. It's a little bit long, but it's also a look into Valve as a company and how they develop games. And basically, Half Life 2 or Half Life 2 Episode 3 was started multiple times and then canned and Half-Life 3 kind of was too, but they never had a full-fledged massive production going on Half-Life 3. And he was just going on saying that Half-Life probably had the most momentum around, you know, 2005, 2006, 2007 when the Orange Box came out and then after that it's just fucking died and 
uh, he thinks that Half-Life 3 or Half-Life 2 Episode 3 will never happen. And basically what, what, what Valve does is people just kind of work on shit. There's nobody because Valve doesn't have job titles pretty much. And they don't – their structure of their company is really interesting. They're still such a mysterious company. They don't really open their doors to a lot of people. And they – so basically people just work on shit. And then if that thing that you're working on, whether they said is, is concept art or a storyboard or actual gameplay or something is exciting, then they might pursue that as an idea for a game. But – so there was people working on Half-Life that was more choice-driven. One was an RTS game. I mean, it was it was crazy. Uh, they were just saying that he, – he was saying too that, you know, although people kind of work on what they want, you know, Valve kind of pushed towards more other things. They wanted to get Counter, Counter-Strike going. They wanted to get Dota going again. And, you know, they had Portal coming out. But – uh, there's just no desire there to really do Half-Life anymore, which, I mean, to me is pretty obvious and understandable. I don't think Valve really has a desire to really create many games anymore. They don't really have to with Steam and investing into, you know, Vive and that stuff, but it does suck because Valve did and has probably made some of the best games of all time. You know, they have a very small per portfolio but it is a it is a killer one you know so this is a very interesting story i recommend everybody go go and check it out because i mean yeah there's information there about what happened to half-life but you know you don't really get a look into valve really ever as a mm. company and this was just a very interesting look at valve he, he said too that like the wind blows whatever way Gabe Newell wants it to blow, though. So if Gabe came in and said, no, we're not making Half-Life 3, which I, I would imagine he has said multiple times. And, you know, when people ask him about it, that's what he says. Like, I have no comment on Half-Life at all. Uh, Half-Life probably wouldn't happen. I just, yeah. It's been so long since Valve made Half-Life anything. I think Episode 2 came out in, like, 2007 or or something and you know it just they probably have no desire to do that anymore but when they were making half-life 2 they were thinking of half-life 3 and what it would be and then they made half-life 2 episode 2 that ended on a massive cliffhanger and they they said and they thought there was going to be at least one more episode there and there's not so maybe we'll never get a conclusion to half-life as a story it'll just kind of be what it is hmm. you know valve can't count to three no they can't it really it's <laughs> a shame because yeah. left for dead portal half-life holy shit team fortress team fortress we would love a three of any of these games yeah i mean people it would you you think about it and it's like if you made a sequel to any of those games, it, you would just kill in terms of making money. It would be crazy, but I, I, I would imagine that their expectations for those games are just through the roof, and they, they would not produce one of those games until they absolutely feel that they have something that is fucking magic, 10 out of 10 gold stuff you yeah. know what i mean it's not like they have a game that they're waiting to drop like that yeah. that just that's not fucking realistic like don't think that there's a half-life 3 out there there's a fucking left for dead 3 or team fortress 3 or portal 3 out there there those games don't exist yet like there have yeah. been like experiments to what they might be but like what whenever those things ever come out it's not what what's there's nothing there right now yeah and I just feel that if Valve wanted to make any of those games, they should literally just release them, say nothing. Because if they imagine if they announce they just pop Half-Life, up on the store, they just pop yeah, up. On- <laughs> exactly. Imagine if they announce Half Life Three and that it's in development. They put out a trailer or something like the expectations for that game would be higher than fucking probably any game 
in the history of video games. You know, it would be enormous. And to live up to something like that, I just feel like it would be so hard. And Valve just could Valve could totally pull that off because they can they, aff- could. they could afford to like say, fuck you to retailers. Because yeah. they they have the best digital marketplace on PC. I'm sorry to Oh yeah. Good old games Definitely. or all all the other services out there. They just have the best marketplace. It, it, there's no no questioning that. And they could just very easily be like, hey, Sony, hey, uh, Microsoft, or Nintendo, which they have the Switch event tonight. Who knows what that's going to be. But Valve could very easily just be like, hey, we're not putting out retail versions of this game. Yeah. We're putting them out on your digital stores. That's just how it's going to be. And, like, you can't. there's no world in which that Sony and Microsoft say no, or Nintendo yeah. says no. <laughs> yeah. You don't really say no to Valve. Or they could just put it on Steam and say, fuck it, if you want to play Half-Life play it on PC, or whatever, bitch. You, have to come to, you have to come to Steam, you know? It's just interesting. Uh. Valve's a very weird company. And, and, I mean, you could put Valve probably up there as, like, one of the best developers in the whole world. Like, almost anything they put out is just gold. And, you know, you could put them up there with, with Naughty Dog, Rockstar, Nintendo when they put out you know the highest quality of Nintendo games you know the, stuff like that. The the only thing I would like to say to that is that when does that wear off? When does like the time between the last time they released yeah. like wear off? Like you don't see them as a developer anymore. Like I, I'd say like right now you don't see Valve as a developer. They don't develop much. They just update their games. I mean they haven't put out a game really that they made. Just them in like six years in like portal two that was 2011 i mean i know oh fuck dota dota is their other game that i was thinking we were missing one dota's their other major game like yeah and i mean dota was a warcraft mod and you know most of their games end up just coming from other things you know portal was a half-life mod and and you know it was just they're they're interesting for sure yeah from games that you wish you could have to games that are available now on digital stores and retail Yay. near you come Yay. the new games on the PlayStation Store. Very excited to hear about all the wonderful games that are going to set the fucking world on fire. Hell yeah. Sell the first a tremendous amount of copies. The first drop of the year. Let's get into it, guys. The first game on this list is Arcade Archives Neo Geo Fatal Fury. Hey. Fatal Fury is a fighting game launched in 1991 by SNK. Players take part in brutal street fights in a variety of locations with the goal of toppling the infamous crime lord Geese Howard. The game included very unique features when compared to other fighting games available at the time, including special line battle system that allowed players to reverse between foreground and background, which is false. Other games at the time had that. Wonderful. Next up is As Divine Hearts on PS4, PS3, and Vita digitally. One year ago, the world of As Divine was enveloped by a brilliant flash of light. Since that time, the influence of Shadow has continued to grow ever more powerful across the face of the land. As Divine Hearts boasts plenty of sub-quest, a battle arena, treasure to dig for, and an enemy guide to complete. How far can you level, and how many millions of damage points can you dish out? Mmm, millions of damage points. Yeah. <clears throat> Next game on the list is Hatsune Miku, Project Diva Future Tone. This is available on PS4 digitally. Explore the infinite world of Hatsune Miku through the most comprehensive Project Diva game ever released. Hatsune Miku, Project Diva Future Tone Prelude comes with two songs and modules to customize. To unlock the full potential Future Tone, purchase two packs bursting with 220 songs. Future Sound and colorful tone. I feel there is always an hot, a uh, Hatsumiku game. I yeah. don't get it. Dude, anime girls and rhythm music games. Yeah. yeah. 
Next up is Life of Black Tiger on PS4 digitally. Story of Black Tiger, born as a variant and abandoned and abandoned by his parents and parents and brothers, fights against human and shows his love for his family. You can have a vivid and realistic experience set in a jungle field and forest, acting as a cruel hunter in the vast plains and fields. Players are thrown into a fight against human beings and other beasts of prey. Our sensitive listeners are lucky I didn't read that, because in my head I read that in a very questionable voice. Yeah. Uh, that... Fuck off. No. Planet 2000. This fucking part is terrible! Oh, who made this? Oh, the individual pieces oh, wow. aren't that bad. Like, the, the little vehicles here aren't that bad. The base isn't that bad. But putting this all together on that, like, bland sand and the sky there and with, like, the opacity blurred picture of a woman in a tank top, that's just, that's what terrible. What does she have to do with Nothing. any of this shit? Nothing. Oh they read God. on the internet somewhere that sex sells, so they decided to put a blonde woman in a tank top. Uh, in what they thought thought was subtle, on yeah, on the they cover they art. just made this shit and then brought her into Photoshop and transparencyed her a little bit. And there you go. Much like many of my thumbnails. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could work for this company. All right, here's Planet 2000 on PS4 digitally. Experience futuristic vehicular combat. In this fast-paced strategy game, assemble your team from a crew of fully realized ally companions as you take part in epic land battles. Your objective is to destroy the enemy's base before they destroy yours. So it sounds like some sort of RTS thing. Yeah, sure. There's that. I bet that that woman just is in the background. I bet that's a stock times. photo you could find anywhere. Yeah, probably. She probably just watches you the whole game and with that same face just stares at you. Like she's hid- is- she's hidden on every screen. Yeah, pretty much. Next up is Spheroids on PS4 and Vita. Just cross by digitally. In Spheroids, you take control of Lucas, a jumpy Canadian boy who sets out on an adventure with his crazy scientist companion, Otto, after it's discovered that the government has been hiding alternative universes from a cubic from the cubic world they live in. What a fucking sentence. Unfortunately, these alternative universes contain spheres that wish to turn everything round, so it's up to Lucas to save the world from these dangerous aliens, the spheroids. That okay. is such a terrible concept. Yeah. I could be creative director of a video game. Someone hire me. So yeah. games like Spheroids don't appear on the PlayStation Store. Oh, man. Next game up on the list is Silvio, available on PlayStation 4 digitally. Silvio is a psychological horror game set in a tranquil, disturbing atmosphere. Ghost recorder Juliet Waters trespasses into an abandoned family park shut down since a landslide in 1971. Well, Juliet, that's illegal. You shouldn't be trespassing. (laughs) The voices of the deceased captured on a reel-to-reel recorder reveals a tale of an evil curse and a wicked family cult currently living in the park. Reel-to-reel recorder. Yeah, I've... Reveals. Say that five times fast. Yeah. Last is Xeno Raid on Vita digitally. Xeno Raid is an intense scrolling shoot-em-up with dynamic combat. Classic action and gameplay with modern features like procedurally driven missions, fighter switching, and squadron ma- squadron management make Xeno Raid a fresh and thrilling shooter. And if you thought the game's lineup was bad, well, I have something to tell you. On PlayStation Video, you can get Queen of Catway, a movie I have never heard of. Yeah. The only thing of note that I see here is from the Flaming Lips, which is, I don't know, whoever you are, 
as positive or not, I don't know what your opinion of the Flaming Lips are, but I like the XX. They have something on PlayStation Music. Yeah, they Code little... Orange isn't that bad. Is it? Uh, I'm not familiar with Code Orange. Educate they are, me. Educate they me. are a hardcore band, you could say, which is kind of sort of a take on punk. Leans a little bit more towards metal. It's a very angry style of music, okay. for sure. So can we definitively say that the offerings on music, video, and view are better than the offerings on games this week? Absolutely. Which is strange, since PlayStation is known for games. Yeah. Let's get some fucking good games out there. Although we are in a down period. I think we, yeah. have, a, we have Gravity Rush upcoming. We have a Digimon World game upcoming later this month. Resident so we, Evil. Yes, Resident Evil. Like two weeks. I'm going to play that full fucking game in VR and see if it kills me. The full thing. I will. Wow. You don't believe me? I'll do a fucking streaming series of that shit. All right. God damn. What games are you going to be playing while you wait for the big games that are coming up in the first quarter here? Ah, uh, let's see here. I'm probably going to st- I mean, of course, probably Overwatch. A lot of Overwatch. And uh, I'm probably going to start Watch Dogs 2 and Dishonor 2 here soon. I should what start those games. I should start those uh, games in line with you to see oh, you got how it. we both feel about those games. Maybe yeah. do something about that. That'd be fun. Oh, shizzle. Yeah, I don't have those games now, but I have the resources to get them. Um, yeah, that's freaking good. A little bit slow oh, yeah. this first quarter of the year, but we are about to pick up. Yeah, of course, it'll pick up towards the end of the month. Yeah. There'll be some stuff. Of course, there's a Switch event tonight. Um, we'll see how that shakes up the gaming industry. See, yeah. see what that means for things. At 11 o'clock. At 11 <laughs> o'clock, o'clock Eastern. Yes, 10 for me. Because they're doing that over in Japan. We'll see if Nintendo yeah. manages to have an impact. Unlike the yeah. Wii U. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, some very interesting things coming out, though, about Switch. Uh, one, it, it's just it's rumored to be like 250 to $300, which is a good price point. It's competitive with the consoles now, but you can go buy a Wii U for $300 right now. That's weird. To me. Yeah, it's but strange. also apparently at GDC they do a survey every year and basically just saying asking developers what platforms are you developing games on? PlayStation 4 had like 27%, Xbox One had like 22 or 23, PC was the highest at 53%, mobile was really high. Switch had 3% which I mind you would be comparable to the Vita, which had two percent on that list. Which means, if those lists are comparable, the Switch will be a nice supplemental game system, not like an end-all, be-all for people. Um, yeah, I think unless it sells really well. Unless it sells really well, it for will sure. absolutely be good enough for those Nintendo fans out there. Which I know there are a lot of you out there. Nintendo it does make good games. But as for third-party support, it doesn't seem like it's getting much of that with only a 3% of developers responding that they're actually making games on the Switch. Although, even with the Vita having only like 2%, I think, was on that list, like, we still got some pretty good games. I would say there are like four standout games of 2016, that being uh, uh, Digimon, um, Darkest Dungeon... World of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest Builders, those are the like big pillars of Vita of 2016. If if we can get like four pillars of Switch every year, that's yeah. I honestly that's good enough for me. Yeah. I'd say Severed as well. Severed, yes. Vita. Severed's a big uh, one. Yeah, I mean also that survey didn't say like how many total developers yeah. were, you know, surveyed and all that stuff. So we'll you know a lot we'll of games get made. Yeah, as I mean, seen on that list that we just read. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it was nice to see that, you know, at least PlayStation Four is you know very healthy. Xbox One as well. Lots of, lots of games being developed for these generations of hardware, which is good. Some would say too many games, probably. Yeah, some notable internet personalities 
have yeah. some things to say about how many games are being put out there. But I'd I'd say it's healthy to let people put out games even if they don't sell well. Like, let them learn. Like, it isn't really on platform holders to go through the quality of games. It's really the what the market speaks to. If there's, like, a sh- ton of shitty games that no one buys, then they're going to suffer for it. Yeah. I mean, it is on them to an extent. I yeah. don't think... Don't, they shouldn't let platform. broken games go through. Yes, exactly. Bad games... They- yeah, go yes. ahead and re- let them release bad games. They'll learn that they're bad games and no one's going to buy them. But yeah. if, unless they're broken, I'd say let them release it. Yeah. I mean, you also will never know what might catch on and sell millions of copies. Mm-hmm. Like a Rocket League or something. You you, you never know. Minecraft. Yeah, because if you, if you looked at Rocket League, like super acrobatic rocket-powered battle cars didn't sell that well. No. But then they it come out happen. with Rocket League... One, partially because the name's easier to say, and two, because it's a better game, and three, yeah. because they marketed it very well by making it a PS Plus game, by yep. uh, getting to like the internet personalities that would promote it. It's It was just a smart move on that all the, all the stars were aligned for Rocket League. And they yeah. still are. I, play, I still play Rocket League week to week. Yeah. Rocket League is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering when season two is going to end because it's been a while in season two. I'm going to have yeah. to ask some of my inside guys over there at Psionics. Get some hot scoops. Get them scoops. I don't have those ice cream scoops. I got I got really small scoops. Like I got I ain't got those ice cream scoops in my arms. I need to work out more. Got some small scoops in your pants. Very small scoops. Some would say. <laughs> some say. That the scoops in my pants are negligible. Oh. <laughs> and that you're I am actually a genderless being. <laughs> you're the world's best Overwatch player, but you have the world's smallest scoops. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which matters more? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Doesn't matter. Anywho, this has been the PlayStation Report episode 44. We're closing in on that year mark. Yeah. You can contact us, as always, on Twitter, at PS Report Podcast. And if you wish to do so, you could email us at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, at the Arctic Sloth and Tyler. Where may they find you? You can find me on Twitter, at PluggedOnVids. PluggedOn is my YouTube channel, which you can go check out if you desire. And you should. We would like to thank you for listening. Thank you for doing all the feedback. We'd like to know how we're doing on the show. Just talk to us. We talk back. Oh, yeah. But not in the, like, the attitude way of talking back like you did to your parents when you were teenagers. Yeah. We like constructive shit. Yeah. But until next week, we bid you farewell. Goodbye.